0: Hello, and welcome to Living Heritage, a show about people who are engaged in the heritage and culture sector, all those who keep heritage alive at the community level. I'm Tara Barrett, and today's guest, Lloydetta Cueco. Lloydetta is the founder and chief executive officer of the Sharing Our Cultures, Incorporated. The program, established in 1999, engages high school youth in skills development workshops, which culminate in the sharing of their cultures with the public and over 800 grade 6 students at a three-day event at the Rooms. Lloydetta obtained her PhD education at the University of South Australia. Her areas of research are psychosocial needs and newcomer children, of newcomer children and youth, and their sense of place and belonging. Hi, Lloydetta, and welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me here.
0: So, just to start off, what uh, I guess we're here to talk about sharing our cultures. So, how did that uh, how did that incorporation or
1: that organization come about? Um, Well, our culture sort of started in 1998. I did an exploratory study on the psychosocial needs of new immigrant and refugee schoolchildren. And when I wanted to publish the findings, I decided to organize a workshop, and I brought together the participants from the the study, as well as some of the local students, because part of the findings had to do with... um, Newcomer children have finding it difficult to make friends and feel a part of their school. So I thought it would be a good idea to sort of have a forum where we could bring together local students who are here in the schools and newcomer students who participated in the study uh, for them to have some conversation around the whole issue of helping uh, new immigrant and refugee children um, integrate into the school system. So that's what we did, and we gave them opportunities to discuss um, what they felt and how they felt that they could um, create some areas and spaces for inclusion. And a number of the the students, the newcomer students, said they wanted opportunities to be able to share their cultures because when they come here, they're always learning uh, the Newfoundland Labrador culture or they're always you know, learning a culture that's most times foreign to them. So that so we just sort of went with that, okay, we'll do sharing our cultures, and so the program started, and yeah, that's where we are now, eight, 18 years later.
0: <laughs> and so the research that you did, was that focused in St. John's, or?
1: Yes, it was focused primarily in St. John's, yeah, because at the time, uh, I think most of the students from diverse cultural backgrounds were within the St. John's area, yeah.
0: And has that changed over the past 18 years? Have you seen more, I guess, international or more mm-hmm. uh, refugee and immigrant students in outside of St. John's? Yes.
1: Uh, Shaina Cultures actually holds... Um after our event at the Rooms, we take students out to rural areas, uh, whether it's um, Marystown or Bonavista or Clarenville, a Random Island. So we've been to all of those places. And I've seen over the years that uh, with the exchange program, some schools run an exchange program where they bring in students from Brazil or Spain. And uh, so there, there is a diversity more outside of the city as well. And some of the families who are coming in, uh, skilled workers to work here, doctors and engineers are working outside of the province in uh, smaller rural communities. So there's that level of diversity there now, which wasn't there, you know, 20 years ago.
0: Um, So can you take us through what happens at the day day of at the rooms and what date is it this year?
1: Okay, this year it's uh, from March 19th to the 21st. So on the 19th, um, which is a Sunday from 1, PM to 4 PM. It's open to the public free of charge. We usually have an official opening ceremony, which is an opportunity to recognize the accomplishments of our youth and also to recognize the contributions from our sponsors. Uh, We do have um, financial assistance from the federal government through Canadian Heritage, as well as the provincial government through the Department of Education and the Department of Advanced Education, Skills, and Labor through the Office of Immigration and Multiculturalism. And, of course, we have several partners uh, with us. The the rooms, uh, of course, create the space for us to use as well as um, the Newfoundland Labrador Teachers Association, the Newfoundland Labrador English School District, CBC Radio, Canada. So we do have a number of sponsors that make this possible for us. So we always feel that it's uh, it's a good opportunity to to recognize them during um, that event. So we have the official opening ceremony particularly for that. And then the students who participate, the high school youth who participate, also have an opportunity to Share who they are. So when we start off with them being introduced, and, and they come in with their flags, and uh, it's sort of like a little Olympic ceremony <laughs> where they walk with their flags and they're identified with the the country or culture that they are representing. And so then we have some uh, um, someone read from. We also publish a cultural context. Uh, a collection of stories for grade 6 students by grade six stu- students from diverse cultures. So we have someone who would read that and we have someone from Syria who would talk about his experience. So that's sort of part of the opening ceremony. Then after that the Sharna cultures itself is open. We declare it open to everyone. And in the theater area which is on the lev- uh, the second level, level two, people have an opportunity to watch some performances in the theater. and upstairs on level three, We have a showcase of cultures from 20 cultures, 20 countries, and high school students have prepared their information display um, about the theme. A theme this year is a moment in our history because we want to also commemorate Canada's 150th anniversary. So students have come up with ideas of a moment in their culture's history that they want to share. And that's uh, very diverse. We can probably talk about that later on. But that's uh, basically what will happen for the public event. People have an opportunity to just mingle and learn. the, The whole idea is that they interact with the students from diverse cultures as i said and it gives an opportunity to learn more about those cultures maybe there might be places they may have visited there might be places they've only read about or some of the, there might be places there they've never even heard about <laughs> so it is a learning uh, experience as well as entertaining and um, it's a family event it's free of charge so it's open for anyone to come and uh, feel a part of of the diversity that's in their communities The two days following Sunday, which will be March 20th and 21st, we've got um, teachers, grade six teachers, who've already registered to bring their students. So in in grade six, the social studies curriculum is about learning about communities around the world. So, Sharing Our Cultures gives the opportunity to uh, teachers, to the schools, to incorporate the lived experiences of uh, the youth that they can share with their students. So instead of just learning it from the textbook or from the internet, they can actually interact with uh, young people from those cultures that they're learning about. So students come in with groups, um, 200 per session. So we have a morning session and an afternoon session. So they're 200 per session. And when they arrive, we Uh, break them down to small groups of six to eight, and we assign them tour guides who are high school students who are bilingual, French and English. And so the tour guides then take them around from one cultural display to the other. And at the end, they usually um, have a little passport where they could write information that they learn. And that is all um, linked in with the curriculum outcomes for their grade six social studies, and they can go back to school, and teachers can use the passport to further engage them in discussions around cultures. Um, So that's pretty much what those two days would look like after the opening session. But it also gives um, young people an opportunity to learn and interact about each other, because we um, recruit the tour guides, sometimes from various schools. And the students who are sharing their cultures may not be in the same school. or well, they might be in the same school, but they've never talked to each other. So in between those sessions, we provide lunch for them. And during the lunchtime, they take that opportunity to meet each other, you know, do some fun things in between. And it's all part of the learning process. And uh, because I think for sharing our cultures, uh, the premise is if you have young people spending time together, interacting with each other, uh, learning from each other, they're more likely to respect and accept each other's, you know, cultural and ethnic and racial diversity than if they don't have those opportunities. So we try to make sure we um, attain our goals during those three days.
0: And so the students who get involved, how do they learn about it? And who, who are the students who are getting involved?
1: Um, well, any student can get involved uh, no matter where they are, because I always, no matter where they're from, I always say that everyone has a culture uh, whether it's a Newfoundland culture, it's a Labrador culture, it's a Chinese culture, it's Italian culture, everyone has a culture. So we usually send information out in September. It goes out through the Department of Education because they are um, one of the sponsors. Share our Culture is a school-approved program, so we send information out to all the schools in, um, in September and with the Newfoundland-Labrador English School District as well as the Francophone schools. And then students get in touch with me, let me know they're interested. I also hold... Uh, expos, or, well, I just call them <laughs> cultural expositions uh, at, at various schools that I know have a higher level of diversity in the school. So uh, schools like Gonzaga, Prince of Wales, Collegiate, Waterford Valley High, Holy Heart High School. So um, I we, we do some sessions there and students then learn about what. Is involved because it does involve them. It's a whole program that's uh, geared towards them spending time with each other, so they meet once a week. And uh, then we have two workshops that are run. The first workshop is for project um, planning and management, and we do those workshops in collaboration with Memorial University Internationalization Office. So the coordinator there will assist, will, together, we they, coordinate our work with the Cheyenne cultures team to ensure that uh, we got a space. So we usually meet here um, at the landing most times uh, or any other space that's available. So we bring the students in and they get to know how they can best plan and manage their um, their project because they are doing this in addition to their regular academic work. But we always say that um, by participating Cheyenne cultures, it actually enhances them, their skills because they learn how to plan a project, they, have, they learn time management skills, they learn leadership skills, they learn, uh, you know, how to research and how to best work with information that they get online. Like, so there's so many skills that they learn through participating in the program and attending the workshops A part of that. So the second workshop is also held at Memorial University, and they get an opportunity to do sort of a, a rehearsal of what will happen at the rooms they present uh, to their peers, and the the great greatest part of, what's most exciting and wonderful about this collaboration with Memoir University is that we get to meet um international students man international students usually volunteers. so uh the coordinator this the this year um was Ying Zhang she sent out information to all the um all the international students and then they sign up. So what we do when we bring them in we have them facilitate small groups, so small cultural groups and that's great because students who come here and English is not their first language in high school and they may be struggling and then they could actually see that someone is already in university who was struggling where it was but was able to overcome that and is now achieving and doing well. So we find that that partnership is really very valuable uh, to our Uh, high school youth who participate in the program. So they do get to hear also from each other. And when I go to the schools and I present the Our Cultures program to them and said, Does anyone heard about Shina Cultures? You know, before I start and then the hands go up and, and they said, Well how did you hear about it? And so I said, Well when I was in grade six I participated. So now they're in grade twelve or eleven or ten and uh, they say, Well it was great and, and really enjoyed it and I think I'd like to do it again. I'd like to do it now and maybe give back if they are going to be tour guides then they want to be tour guides to grade six is just like some other people were tour guides them. So the world gets around and they do get to hear about it you know because i get emails pretty much uh, around that time people asking is sharing culture studying again and somebody wants to participate so yeah
0: it's nice that it's it's kind of come full circle now because mm-hmm. now you have people that are participating who got to do it when right. they were in grade six and they mm-hmm. went around right but it's yeah. nice that it's been around for that yeah. long mm-hmm. and what do you think uh, students enjoy most about it
1: well, we usually um, give them an evaluation sheet. <laughs> <laughs> so, guess so, so, so that's how we do know. <laughs> we don't know what they like. They, they like the opportunity to interact. With each other, they like the food. They'll say that because <laughs> they've fared well. Uh, they they like the opportunity to interact, and they like the opportunity to actually share a part of themselves. It's interesting because most times when I read the uh, they're anonymous. Of course, we don't ask them to put their names on it. We you know they just identify whether they are uh, you know tour guides or they're cultural presenters, and uh, and you read about and you read what they say. It's uh, a really it's very inspirational in the sense that they, they think of it oh i have an opportunity to tell people about my culture you know something we might think is so simple but yet it it's meant so much to them that someone could actually listen because it then puts them in the position that they are the cultural bearers and they are showing showing and telling um something that only they could show and tell about you know where they've been and what 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 their identity is so that's I think what they enjoy most and the next that I think they do enjoy the opportunity of coming together and learning from each other because uh, just actually we had a workshop on Saturday and we had uh, someone from Waterford Valley and someone from Holy Heart High School and they happened to be on the same table and um then the other one, so, so I was trying to make arrangements for transportation for them to get to the rooms on the 20th and the 21st for the school program. And she said, oh, she said, no, she's, um, you know, this person, she called her name, she's going to uh, give me a ride. I'm just going to be dropped off, you know, out of a plane. She gave me a ride. And when I said... I said, well, did she just I knew she didn't go to the same school. So I said, well, did you know her before you came here? She says, no, we just met, you know. like So uh, in, in a short period of time, I mean, the, the, the workshop runs for the day, but in that short period of time, they'd already connected with each other to the degree that they're providing support for each other. And, you know, I think that's, that's really great. So I think that's uh, uh, part of what really makes it, interesting meaningful enjoyable for them to come and uh, of course they love the fact it's a day away from school sometimes <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah i mm-hmm. remember that from yes. school any any chance to get out <laughs> right and yes. get out
0: into the community is always right. uh, yeah always that's nice. right yes
1: and i always say learning takes place outside of the four walls of a school building <laughs> which is true yeah. and
0: what has the, what is the public reaction when people come to the rooms and and experience maybe cultures that they've never heard of or mm-hmm. you know don't really know a lot about so the general public uh, maybe newfoundlanders who've never you know gone mm-hmm. off the island what right. do, what do people what are people's reactions
1: yeah. well i think at first they're sort of amazed that there are that many cultures, in because they're all under one roof, they're all in one place now, so it's different when you see one person here, two people here, a group there, but when you see them all under one space, some people are just amazed that there is that level of cultural diversity, and of course our our city and province has become more culturally diverse over the years. So the first, they're sort of amazed at that, and then... Well, because we also have an evaluation form for them to complete (laughs) as well. (laughs) So usually I'll have comments like, um, oh, well, we didn't know that there were so many people you know, from different cultures here. And, oh, they were really very friendly. And, oh, I, I learned there this part of this country is in this part of the world. I mean, oh, I learned that I learned I now know how to do Bollywood dancing. or oh, I now, you know, know how to play the game, you know, of Ludo or something. So because we try to make the, although there's an information component to what the students um, present, there's also hands-on. So there are hands-on activities that, that I always feel that when people can, um, touch and feel and hold and smell and do, they're more likely to remember it, you know, because uh, you've got more than one census uh, uh, at work. But they always talk about, oh, I had never done this before. I'd learned how to do this now. Or, so, yeah, so we do get really very positive feedback from the public when they attend, and uh, some of them would say, well, I I had been in this part of the world for a short period of time, and I met someone, you know, from China, and they're right from the area where I was. Or, you know, I've met someone who's from the country that I visited, or my parents took me when I was a young child, and it co- brings for them, you know, those sort of memories. I think so. Th- it is a very positive um Uh, response that we get from the public when they come, which is great because it is for them and it is for the the young people to get an opportunity to be out in their community, to learn leadership skills and to be engaged in, in that way. So yeah, we're meeting our goals there as well.
0: So one thing you just mentioned was games, and I noticed on your website mm-hmm. there's an entire little section <laughs> to games. So are mm-hmm. games something that come up uh, for different cultures, or uh-uh. what? what is the importance mm-hmm. of that?
1: Well, every year we, um, we have a theme. So two years ago, the theme was games around the world. So every cultural group had to come up with a game. And uh, that year, we decided to have all their games up on the website because some schools couldn't make it to the event because we can only take so many people uh, at a time. So we only we can only bring in two hundred or two hundred and five students at a time, and uh, for each session. So we get two hundred per session per day. So we get about eight hundred, a little over that. But for example, this year I have four hundred students on the waiting list. Wow! So we've decided uh, so. So, of course, the last time we had it was games. That so was two years ago. And then the year, last year, we had arts around the world. So there's just a, a small section and some of the artwork that students did. But the games, we decided we'll, we'll have them up and keep them and sort of archive them there. And we'll probably do the same thing maybe about the, the history and the historical piece that we have. But this year, we've decided to partner with the Newfoundland-Labrador English School District and offer a virtual share in our cultures through their Google Classroom. Okay. Because all the schools in the province have Google Classroom. So we're um, we're training some of our tour guides. So we'll have um, a tour guide will be followed through from one cultural book to the other and interact with the school that's participating, you know, through Google Classroom. So uh, we're launching that this year. So it's kind of exciting to, to see how that's going to work out. But I feel it'll, it's not the same as visiting in person. But it's the next best thing, <laughs> so we're going to offer that. And yeah. not
0: everyone has the chance to be able to visit right. in person, so yes. it's a great right,
1: yeah. definitely, definitely. And of course, this year as well, we are launching um, a national. So Shaina Cultures is going national this year, and we're bringing in students from Kugluktuk High School in Nunavut. So they will be they'll be arriving next week, actually. So they'll be sharing their Copper uh, Inuit culture during the Shaina Cultures event, and we've got some students from culturally about five cultures, seven cultures represented that will be going, returning with them to Nunavut, and en route to Nunavut, we spend a day in Ottawa, and the students will uh, experience a uh, question period uh, in Parliament and get an opportunity to uh, to learn more about Canada in in Ottawa whilst they're in Ottawa. So that's a, a great opportunity which we're looking forward to as well this March. Yeah,
0: that's an excellent opportunity mm. to be able to to be able to travel across the country and especially to go north because mm-hmm. often it's quite expensive to go mm-hmm. farther north. So right, yeah. Like I traveled to Labrador last winter and I thought it was an excellent dis- experience. Mm-hmm. So for high school students to be able right. to like for people who are none of it to be able to come mm-hmm. to Newfoundland and for Newfoundland students to be able to go there. That's right. that's excellent.
1: Yeah. Well we hope so. We hope it'll be <laughs> 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 we, it, we we you know we, we, we think then that um, Crossing of cultures, the, the intercultural uh, communication relationships that will be built through that, we feel will enhance and enrich the Share in our cultures program even more. So we're hoping that in the future we will be able to have the opportunity to, to, to take such trips and work in such uh, programs and to provide the maximum, you know, be- educational and social cultural benefit that we can uh, for our young people. Yeah.
0: You also mentioned this year, uh, the the theme is a moment in our history. So mm-hmm. you mentioned uh, different different students were going to bring up different mm-hmm. moments. So right. what are some of the moments that people are going to
1: okay? Um, it's so a <laughs> <big question. laughs> um, uh, yeah, well yeah, yeah. Um, well the students from India um, uh, doing the globalization of Bollywood. So they're going to look on how um, Bollywood got itself into mainstream. We've got some students who are working on um, the Chinese Dragon Boat Festival and a moment in history for them when that you know became a part of their culture. We also have students who are working on the uh, the first African to win the Tour de France, and um, so we also have students who are working um, who are presenting on um, the first robot built in Japan. Um, we've got the Olympic swimmer for Syria. We've got the first astronaut uh, a Syrian astronaut. We have um, trying to think of all the all the uh, all the cultures that are represented and and what they're doing. Um, oh, Independence Day actually in Burundi, the Independence Day for Burundi is the same as Canada. It's on July 1st, so they're using that as a moment in their history. Yeah, so we've got several. Of those, and and it's uh, very diverse as well. So, it's a moment in their history from various aspects of the you know the historical um, a continuum. So, we've got some that are just focusing on a particular moment. Some have a series of moments, <laughs> you know. So, um, yeah, but it will be int- it's in all of them are very interesting in terms of the knowledge that will be gained and the activities that accompany the. Um, the the actual participation in that culture, yeah.
0: And earlier, when we were talking, you mentioned that sharing our cultures takes place in March to coincide with uh, a, a day celebrated by the United Nations. Mm-hmm. And what what day is that? Or what so is March
1: twenty one is the United Nations um, day for the elimination of racial discrimination. So this was established um, back it was it, it came out of the Soweto township massacre when young people were protesting the apartheid regime at the time and a number of them were killed. So the United Nations, that was on March 21, so the United Nations decided that they will use that day to create awareness of you know racism and discrimination and the dangers that it, that could come as a result of that. So what Share our Cultures has done, even though we do sh- we Share our Cultures on match 21, but we've turned it around to say that if we learn from each other and we accept each other and we can respect each other and accept our differences, um, we're less likely to discriminate against each other. Even for the young people who join the program, we see that they develop friendships, that, and if someone is your friend, you are... Uh, not going actually to discriminate against them they're now they're your friend so uh, we're using um, it in a very positive way although it um march 21 came out of a very uh, negative uh, experience we are turning that around and saying we can make a difference if we learn from each other, if we care for each other, if we support each other, if we respect each other, you know, regardless of what the di- differences are, whether ethnic or racial or language, you know, or social, or socioeconomic, whatever it is, we should be able to transgress those. Uh, we should be able to um, uh, uh, sort of go beyond that, you know, we should be able to see beyond the the differences and see the who the person really is and see the person for for who he or she is you know and i think that that is important. So, we still do it on March 21 or around that area, uh, around that time of the of the year. Um, mainly because, yes, we draw attention to the fact that racism and discrimination uh, should not be part of the social fabric of any culture or any country. And we, this is one way we feel that we can break down some of those barriers and and move towards uh, a culture of peace and acceptance. Mm-hmm.
0: And so uh, we're kind of coming to a close Ooh. here um, what, what's, what's kind of next? What's next on the plate? you like this year you have students from Nunavut coming <laughs> down, and you mentioned kind of want to expand that so mm-hmm. what's what's upcoming for you guys?
1: Um, well, we'll be thinking about a few things we would we would like we do like the the national projects. We feel that sharing our cultures has, well, it's been around, it's been provincial for a long time, now we're going national, so we're going to open it up to other provinces who would like to come. It is a model that works, and we feel that these best practices could be shared, so we'd like to have opportunities to share with other provinces, because you can actually um, move sharing our cultures and, and have it occur in you know, in Manitoba, or have, it, uh, in Halifax, or have it occur in Halifax, have it occur anywhere in the country, or anywhere in the world, uh, for that matter. You just need to modify it to suit what cultures you have represented in those countries. But we also feel that by bringing other uh, young people from other parts of the the country, from other provinces, into Newfoundland and Labrador, and having Newfoundland Labrador youth from diverse cultures, have the opportunity to see other parts of the province. Maybe they may not have that opportunity to do that. Um, Also would expand the reach and the scope of sharing our cultures. And I always think that if you have something that's good it should be shared <laughs> if you have something that you know would benefit uh, your people the country society i feel and i feel sometimes we don't share good things enough you know there are many times there's sort of negative things that are happening a, a lot and said a lot but i think we need to be intentional about being kind about being um I even dare to say loving <laughs> in the sense that um uh, uh, coming to that place of seeing somebody is of value you know that person is of value that person's um sense of being sense of well-being the sense of belonging the sense of place like that is 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 valuable to them and we should be. um We should want to elevate them. We should want to support them. We should want to recognize that and acknowledge uh, what gifts, talents, knowledge that they have. And I think that's important. That's what we'd like to share. We'd like to share it with the province, the city, the world. Yeah. We'd like to share that.
0: <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing that shared uh, okay. come next uh, next week. Well, yeah, I guess right. this weekend it'll
1: mm-hmm. be this coming weekend. Right, we've got another weekend to go. <laughs> that's right, the 19th to the 21st. Yes, all right. Yeah. Well,
0: thanks very much for coming on the show.
1: Well, it was my pleasure. I really enjoyed it.
0: I'm Tara Barrett, and you've been listening to Living Heritage, a production of CHMR Radio. 93.5 in collaboration with the Intangible Cultural Heritage Office of the Heritage Foundation of Newfoundland and Labrador. Find us online at ichblog.ca or on iTunes. We would love to know what you think of the show. Leave us a comment on the Living Heritage Podcast Facebook page or tweet us at ich underscore nl. Thanks for listening.